0: Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step By their third year, Skip You've heard a lot of people say this By their third year As a Hemi forearm irritating. But he got better He got better from first to second And he got exponentially better Between second and third They so Hemi and his Sometimes. shoulder Standing corner, shoulder shake, Allen fires, end zone, touchdown! Allen stepping up middle of the field, first down and more, Josh Allen weaving to the end zone, touchdown Buffalo! Allen, end zone shot, got him man. Red Zone, wherever. It's amazing. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Day Buffalo Podcast. And today, boy, do we have an episode for you all. Um, But before we get into that, please take some time out of your week to check out some of the other shows on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. We have a new pod dropping every single day and videos being posted on YouTube very frequently. Uh, Whatever you like, B.I.B. has it. So please check that out. So let's get into it. Today, I'm going to talk about the whole COVID mess happening in the NFL. It is not just Cole Beasley anymore speaking out. Uh, There are players coming out talking. Uh, We will get into that because the NFL released a memo, like a 250 plus page memo that was talking about all of the new COVID rules um, and kind of some, some rules that are attachments to the rules that were in place last year in the 2020 season. Um, And people, people are not too thrilled about it. Uh, Some people are, I for one am, I do like the direction that the NFL is going with this, but some of the players are not too happy. Um, I usually like to, you know, kind of stay away from this stuff, but right now it's just too difficult to ignore it at this point. And um, you know, the difficult conversations are ones we need to have. So, That being said, this episode may be a little bit shorter because it's going to be kind of a little more of me just talking about this COVID stuff, and I don't want to talk about COVID stuff for 40 minutes. Um, So, But I'll be ending the podcast on a little bit more of a lighthearted note. Um, So let's get into it. All righty, so we are hopping into the meat of the episode. We're going to start with the NFL COVID memo. Um, So Tom Pellicero... On Twitter posted yesterday this tweet. The NFL just informed clubs that if a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, the team will out, the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seating. Massive implications. And boy is he right, that does have massive implications. People do not want to lose games in general. And people do not want to lose games because of COVID. Um, you know, last year they were able to, they were gracious enough to find a way to reschedule every single game, even if the game landed on some crappy Tuesday, like the Bills and the Titans game. They made it happen, and they wouldn't let a team forfeit because of it. Um, so, so this is huge. You know, now teams can lose. And teams can get knocked out of the playoffs potentially because of a single COVID outbreak. So this has huge implications across the league. Tom Pilicero added to this tweet. Another key uh, competitive aspect of today's memo was that vaccinated individuals who test positive and are asymptomatic can return to duty after two negative tests 24 hours apart. And unvaccinated individuals still are subject to the mandatory 10-day isolation period. This makes sense, you know, with the COVID vaccine out, the people that are vaccinated can have a little bit more leeway. Um, and the people that are not are still going to have to subscribe to the rules that they had to last year. And if you are somebody that does not want to get the vaccine because you're worried about your health, uh, because you're worried about the health, um, the negative health effects that it might have on you, then that's fine. But you have to be okay with going by the rules and keeping your teammates safe your coaches safe the entirety of the organization safe so that is very very important Um, and i'm just hoping that the people that are not getting the vaccine are at least being respectful of the rules that are in place because that's what that's what's important i don't want to see teams forfeit because of a COVID outbreak one that's less football to watch and two that's a really crappy way to lose, um, and it's and it's, it's it, you know it, it can be labeled as unselfish too. Um, people that aren't getting the COVID vaccine, then bringing in COVID to the locker room, and the rest of the people that are not vaccinated then catch it, and now you have a huge outbreak on your hands. You can't play the game. Um, say this is going to be a late season game, and playoffs are on the line, and now you automatically lose because you have multiple people in your locker room with COVID, that is not going to be an easy pill to swallow for any team, um, and especially a team that is on the brink of the playoffs. So here's another tweet about the NFL's memo. This says, The NFL's memo also says that if a team must forfeit a game because of a COVID outbreak attributable to unvaccinated players and or staffers, players won't be paid their salaries for that week on that team or the opposing team. So now not is it only affecting the team that you are on. Say one team gets a COVID outbreak, you have to forfeit that game. Now your team, your whole team doesn't get paid for that week. And the opposing team that might be fully vaccinated might be almost 100% vaccinated. But because you had an outbreak, now no one gets paid. Now that is two teams during one week that don't get a single paycheck. And that is just, you know, that's a crazy rule to me. I am kind of, you know, this one this one was kind of, uh, you know, I think it's good. I think that it's good that the NFL is now, you know, subtly kind of getting to the players that you need to be vaccinated um, or bad things could potentially happen. And I don't really like ultimatums and that type of, you know, way of thinking. But I think that the NFL is in a position here where they kind of need to start doing that. And um, it, it's important to the, the league safety, um, the players' safety, the coaches' safety, and it just makes so much sense. And now if you're bringing in money to it, people want to get paid. People sign these contracts so that they, they get paid, and a game check is a lot of freaking money. Uh, we're not talking $10 an hour here. We're talking big bucks, and a lot of these players... You know, non-star players aren't getting paid crazy money, so maybe they need their paychecks. Um, uh, So if if it were me, I mean, I'm somebody that's already vaccinated, but if it were me in this situation, that would alarm me enough. I mean, uh, but if you are worried about the maybe the negative effects that it could have on you, maybe it doesn't sway you. So we'll see where that takes us, and we'll see – maybe if the vaccination rates rise across the league. I know that there are only a handful of teams left in the NFL that are not fully vaccinated, or or not at least 50% vaccinated. Um, And I think it's like the Colts, the the football team, uh, and there's like two other teams. I just can't really remember them right now. Um, But I'd like to see if, if that statement is going to kind of push people to get this vaccine. So lastly on the whole memo thing, uh, our guy at BIB, Dave Myers, put out a tweet saying the NFL opt-out date for 2021 was July 2nd. And the NFL dropped a 10-page memo about player safety today. Coincidence? Yeah, it's a little fishy, right? Um, so they kind of, you know, breeze past the opt-out date and now they're dropping this hammer um, almost a month after the opt-out date. Basically, you know, locking the players in for this season. Now you cannot opt out. Um, if you don't like the rules, you don't like them, sorry, but you got to follow them. Um, and that's kind of the way that the NFL is going about this. And frankly, I like it. Uh, I, there, are, there are a lot of times where I don't like what the NFL does. Uh, but I think that they're actually handling this COVID situation pretty well. And as long as they have the players and the organization's safety at their best interest, which I think that they do, and they have the, you know, their money's interest because the NFL is a big business that wants to make their money and they want to have all their games played and they want to have all of their star players in the games. Um, They don't want people opting out. They don't want people getting COVID. They want people vaccinated so that they're always on the field. And that we can get back to some type of normal in the NFL. And I think that's important. And it's important to look at it like that um, because, you know, the NFL is a business and uh, the NFL is not going to, you know, treat these players any different than any business would treat their employees um, in this type of situation. So my next part of this is about Cole Beasley, Um, Cole Beasley and other players. Um, I'm not going to just talk about Cole but players are coming out and talking about this, this memo and all these new rules. Um, so I will start with one of the best wide receivers in the league, DeAndre Hopkins. He goes, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. This was, I think, you know, a little more alarming to people than what Cole Beasley was saying. Um, uh, because as Cole Beasley might be the best, one of the best, if not the best slot receivers in the game, Deandre Hopkins to some people is the best wide receiver in the game. Is to one of is, is to most people, one of the most fun people to watch on the football field. And now he is saying that he is questioning his future in the NFL because of these new rules. He later deleted this tweet, I believe, um, Make makes sense to me. I would probably delete that tweet after too. Um, but Jalen Ramsey comes out and says, I know two people right now who got the vaccine but are COVID positive. I'm just saying, I wouldn't look at a teammate as bad if he don't get the vax. No pressure from five. And as we all know, he is now number five. Um, so no pressure from him. He's basically saying that if you want to get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. If you do, do not want it, then I'm not going to give you shit for it. And I'm going to let you live your life. And if that's, what, if that's the decision you want to make, that's okay. Because people are entitled to their own opinions, their own decisions. It is their body. And they should be able to make the choice on what they want to do with their body. So it wasn't only Jalen Ramsey. Jonathan Feliciano, are one of our guys, a Bills player, Comes out and says it's been proven that COVID was man-made in a lab. Fauci also a part of Pfizer. That's why people don't want to get the vaccine. Sad to come to the realization that you cannot trust the government. This, this is a tough one for me um, because proven that it was man-made. I Some people can say that um, there are things pointing to maybe it was created in a lab, um, but to be definitive on that and to say that it's proven, I don't think is very, uh, very smart. And then to call out Fauci for being a part of Pfizer, um, and saying that you cannot trust the government. I think there are a lot of things that we can't trust the government on. Um, but calling out Fauci, somebody who I think went about COVID with the best, with the people's best interest in mind, um, I just think that it's a kind of a he's, he's, he's testing, and um, that, that, can, that can get bad. Uh, so let's move on to Cole Beasley. What he said a couple days ago um, the Players Association is a joke. Call it something different, it's not for the players. Everyone gives me the 98% of people who are vaccinated don't get COVID again. The odds of me getting in the NFL and playing for 10 years are lower than that, and I'm here. Uh, you know, weird comparison in my opinion. Um, just comp- two completely different situations. Yeah, I guess the odds of somebody playing in the NFL for ten years is lower than the two percent odds of somebody getting COVID with the vaccine. But it's it's just a non-compatible argument that he's making. Uh, these things are not, you know, they're 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 not compatible. Like I said, this is just should not be part of his argument. Um and if he I've always said this about Cole Beasley. If he wants to not get the vaccine, so be it. But the problem that I have with how Cole Beasley's going about all this is that he is just constantly on Twitter flapping his gums about stuff that is going to end up being an issue in the locker room. That could end up being an issue in the locker room. I'm someone that thinks that we have a great, you know, Front staff, we have a great head coach, we have a good cohesive group of guys that I don't think that this will affect in the long run. I think that once we get football back, once we get training camp back, once we get the bodies on the field and the guys back in the locker room, this is all gonna blow over and is all gonna be smoke in the wind, and this will all be left behind to the offseason and people will forget about it. Come week one, people will not be thinking about all this stuff because the players will be playing and the world will be healed again because football is back. But this is what happens when football is gone for so long. Um, People, you know, people don't know what to do. People start to get antsy and just start to say things. Um, And I I hope that Cole Beasley can, you know, maybe rein it in a little bit. Um, I, 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 I like that he has an opinion, but to to force his, his opinion is, is, is getting to the point where it's a little bit destructive um, or potentially destructive to the Bills. Um, so Jerry Hughes replied to one of Cole Beasley's tweets. I don't have it on me right now, um, but I just like this Jerry Hughes tweet, um, and he's got another one that I'm going to talk to you guys about too. Uh, but he goes, So the top scientists in the entire world get together to figure out how to combat COVID-19. And when they came up with a vaccine, you question them. They're trying to save lives, and you have doubt. I 100% agree with Jerry Hughes. When in history have we ever gone against experts? When in science have we ever gone against experts? These people are experts for a reason. They do all this. They go to all this school. They go through all this training. They, They learn all this stuff. They are experts in their field for a reason. And now all these people are coming out and just... All of a sudden, you're just, just doubting experts. Oh, you're an expert? No, you're wrong. Like, that, that just doesn't make any sense. I think that you can go back through history um, in, a, in in important times like this when we need people who are experts in a certain field. People look to those experts to find out the true and factual data. And now, it seems like experts can't say anything without being called fraudulent or... That they're getting paid off by the government. So I just think it's kind of ridiculous that we're even talking about this type of stuff um, when all of the greatest, all of the experts in the world came together and pushed out this vaccine ridiculously fast for people to get back to their normal lives, like everyone was asking for. And now that the vaccine comes out, not like it's just ridiculous. So Jerry Hughes today tweeted this one. Back to Cole Beasley. He says, you, by, you my boy, no matter what. I'm not telling you what's right and wrong. And I'm not the one making the rules. I'm just following them so I can play ball and finish what we started last year with the mafia cheering us on. Fun debate, bro. Whew. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Finally, a player that gets it. Finally, somebody in the locker room. That's our leader. That's our defensive leader. That is the guy that's on the field leading all the young guys, leading the rest of the pack. And I just love that he was able to say this man, I'm just, just so glad that Jerry Hughes was, to be, was able to be the bigger person in this, not to jaw back and forth with Cole Beasley um, because you're not going to win this type of argument. And Jerry Hughes knows that. And, you know, it doesn't. Jerry Hughes doesn't care about this, but I'm proud of Jerry Hughes for saying this. Um, so that's, to be honest, that's all I got on this COVID stuff. I don't want to get too much more into it. I probably already got too into it. Um, and I'm no expert. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. Uh, I, don't, I didn't go to school to create vaccines, but I like to see my football team getting along. I like to see the NFL getting along, and I like to see my NFL Twitter page intact. It, NFL Twitter in the past couple days has been in shambles, and it's been brutal, so I wanted to talk about it because I think I needed to talk about it, um, and no one's going to listen to me, so I'll make all you guys listen to me. Um, but that's all I got for the COVID stuff. Let's get a little more lighthearted here. Let's talk Bills football. I got one question that I wanted to answer. and I said, what's the biggest question mark for the Bills heading into the season? So people could say the run game. That's a valid, it's a valid question mark. Uh, the tight ends, valid question mark. But where I'm going to go with this is the defense. I think the defense is the biggest question mark for the Bills and I think it's the most important question mark to find an answer for because the Bills defense last year was very uncharacteristic of a normal Bills defense. Uh usually the Bills defense is in the top 5. Uh you know, perennial top 5 defensive team. Uh we usually win our games from our defense and Last year, we were like a you know middle-of-the-pack defense that turned it on late um, and you know did not have it at the beginning of the season. I was pretty worried about our defense at the beginning of the season. They kind of pulled it together at the end, but still didn't look like any defense that we, as Bills fans, have known and loved for all these years. Even in the drought, we had great defensive teams, um, and it was our offense that was lacking. And the year that we finally get a really good offense our defense steps back and i think that this might just be a part of the growing pains for a good team slowly going to figure it out slowly going to put the pieces together and i think that 2021 this upcoming season is going to be a big year for the bills and i think that everything is going to kind of come together uh you know we've gone through our growing pains we've had our young players grow up in this system they've developed with each other um, so I just think that the defense will come together. Um, but the biggest question marks on this defense, the defensive line, the the guys that we have now are question marks. You know, like Russo and Boogie Basham, A.J. Epinesa. We don't know about these guys really yet. Uh, we know more about A.J. Epinesa, but Russo and Basham, we don't know anything about. Uh, we don't know who star is going to be we don't know how ed oliver is going to be so i think that that d line is going to be a really big part of the success and i think that if they can get it together then the rest of the defense can get it together you bring pressure that forces the quarterback into bad throws that makes the life easier for the defensive backs and the linebackers Um, i think that tremaine edmonds might take a step this year we've got matt milano back who has year in and year out Played very well, so I'm not too worried about him. We've got Trey White, who I'm never, never worried about. That's a top five, top ten cornerback in a lot of people's minds. Um, and then we've got Levi Wallace, maybe Dane Jackson. We'll see after training camp. It's gonna be, that's going to be an exciting battle. Um, I think the running back battle and the cornerback battle is going to be really fun to watch. Um, so we'll see whether it's Dane Jackson or Levi Wallace. We're still going to have questions, either one of them. Um, is Dane Jackson who the fans think he is? Is Levi Wallace better than the fans think he is? Um, so we are going to see. And, of course, we don't have to worry about Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer because they lock down the top every time. We don't have to worry about them. So those are my biggest question marks going into the season. Um, but that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> my COVID rant. Um, and if you didn't, I'm sorry. But I had to get it off my chest. Um, so that's all I got It. To- That's all I got for you guys today on the All Day Buffalo Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and do not forget to go to the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, follow us, leave us a review, uh, go over to YouTube, check out all the great videos. uh, Caveman posts awesome videos. I was actually in the latest Caveman video, so check that out. That was a super fun time uh, being able to chop it up with him. We talked about just about everything under the sun in the football universe. We talked about the Vikings a lot. Um, so it was really fun. It was, it was nice to be able to talk about other teams because I talk about the Bills all the time. Um, and there's a lot of other fun, interesting situations in the league. And I think 2021 is going to be a year full of good storylines. So thank you again for hopping on this podcast on a Saturday. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always, go Bills. Peace out, y'all. The information in here is worth millions this has been all day buffalo with your host eli fox every saturday only on the built-in buffalo podcast network we get chased and throwing oh. Oh. and it is. The sliding grab for the touchdown.